Hello, everyone. It is Jack, and you're listening to the Dev90X podcast. Day 10. We are into the second digits of days and more than 10% of the way through the challenge now. And it just feels like time is just really flying. I'm getting about two to three hours per day working on my project at this point on average. And I'd like to push that up a little bit uh, higher, maybe four to five hours. As at the moment, I am really only spending my time trying to progress the app forward and not spending enough time on the side of that, educating myself and taking, doing tutorials, finishing my Udemy courses, um, watching YouTube videos about uh, code and tech in general. As there's so much to learn on the side and I'd really love to continue a second thread of education alongside um, just doing, doing specific tasks for the app to progress. Top tip for today is to wait until you get stuck on something difficult before taking a break. And when I say break here, I mean a real break, like a full on day off where you go somewhere else, get completely out of your routine, get completely out of your normal headspace um, and just take some real time off. Conversely to that is to take a break when you're stuck. Um, I've actually, I actually have direct experience with this uh, and it's in a way it's, it's kind of remarkable. I mean, I did take a day off on Saturday, although reflecting on it now, I wasn't really that stuck and I could have been a little bit more stuck. Like <laughs> I kind of sort of knew what I was doing to progress forward and it was, it wasn't like I had a really, really tough problem to mull on, uh, as I, as I took time off. Um, however, last year when I was doing the, uh, the Harvard CS 50 course, there was one programming challenge that got me really, really stuck. And I remember being so determined that I was going to finish that programming challenge in one day. Um, and that I wouldn't leave the computer until I had solved this thing. Cause I knew that I just had to solve this one thing and then I would be able to finish the assignment and hand it in and all I had to do was just figure out this one thing uh, <laughs> and it was uh, if I remember correctly it was a recursive function that I was trying to implement and I just couldn't wrap my hand around how to implement this recursive function it yeah it did my brain and I remember staring at the computer for about four hours uh, deleting my code and then rewriting it with the same problem over and over and over again and my eventually my brain turned to mush and I, I and it got too late and I had to give up on that I woke up the next day with a completely different thought about <laughs> how to do it and that worked so um, I didn't necessarily need to spend all those extra hours just staring at my screen and turning my brain into mush and I remember that so vividly now. <laughs> and so uh, this is, yeah, this is my top tip 
for today is, is to get stuck on something hard, then take a break. Um, at the moment, I don't really need a break because I am in the data grind. I know exactly what I need to do and I know how to do it. It's, it's fairly simple at the moment. Um, Instagram has all my data. I just need to go and find it, download it, uh, edit the clips, and then put the clips in their respective folders. So I've got a number of different folders. I've got a folder for handstands, and this is clips of people who are in a handstand, definitely. And any human who watches one of these clips will be able to say through the entire clip that that person is in a handstand. Um, so I've had to edit the videos to cut out the beginning when they're not in a handstand and the end when they're not in a handstand and just keep the middle part where they are in a handstand. Then I've got headstand because this is the confusing one and anyone who, who's practiced yoga and handstands and headstands knows that headstands are a different challenge to handstands. And so I want them to be recognized and classified as something different. Whereas to a computer vision model and an AI, they look very similar, very, very similar. Both In both instances, the, the majority of the body is vertical, upside down, and the only real difference with headstand is the position of the forearms um, on the ground. But the AI doesn't know what the ground is. It just sees this kind of just floating skeleton in a black abyss <laughs> that's all it can see it doesn't know if the skeleton is on the ground upside down right side up it just sees a skeleton in a black abyss uh, so imagine you're like in space and you don't know up from down left from right all you can see is things in relation to your perspective that's what the ai sees so um that's an interesting one because uh, it means that it's going to be potentially a real challenge to detect if somebody is balancing off of a wall or a surface uh, as I, I might need to s train a separate AI to detect that separately and then run them in parallel. Um, and also it means that if the camera is moving, it looks like the whole person is kind of just floating around. Uh, and that's no good either. So I can't use clips where somebody is holding the camera and they are moving. So there is a fairly, um, there's a bit of a process to selecting the clips from Instagram. I have to watch them. I have to run them through my, my requirements before I can just grab them. Uh, so it's definitely not something I can just automate the entire thing. However, I have got the whole process down to two minutes per clip. I need at least 50 clips per class minimum. And I've got three classes at the moment that are definitely being trained. So I need 150 clips, two minutes per clip. That's 300 minutes of grinding, uh, which isn't too bad. It's about five hours. Um, it's a little boring at this point, but it is kind of fun to, to scroll Instagram as well. So that's enjoyable. Another thing that I am trying to figure out at the moment is do I want to train in the fallout part as a separate class? So the, the activity of a, body, uh, of a human body falling out of a handstand is um, a very like 
uh, distinct movement if you look at it. And it's definitely something that I can train into the, the activity detector, the pose classifier. Um, but I'm not sure. Do I want to train a fallout? Do I want to train failed attempts where somebody tries to get into a handstand and then just immediately fails? Uh, because I do want to, I want to be able to count the number of attempts or failures versus successes so that the person using the app can, over time, they can see what their ratio is like, how many times they try to get into a handstand but don't versus how many times they just get straight in and they can see their progress, they can see themselves improving over time, that they're getting better. Um, so I can potentially do this by training the AI to see a fail uh, as, a, as its own unique activity, or I can train it, or I can program this in using logic. Uh, and I don't know, I have to think ahead a little bit now, and that thought process of kind of planning ahead actually does change what I'm doing now. Um, so I am wrestling a little bit with this. I want the app to count handstands, count how long the duration of each handstand and total duration of practice was. Uh, sorry, total duration of being in a handstand in, a, in one session of practice. So I, I basically just want to be able to collect a bunch of data points that are interesting and motivating to, to people to see the, their progress. As handstands are one of those things that you can definitely... Um, capture progress over time. If you practice a little bit each day, you'll be able to see it in the data, which is really nice to be able to see. So I have to think ahead a little bit about the logic. I'm still wrestling with the idea of pivoting the prototype to iOS as it just seems like I can cut down a lot of time on testing out all of these ideas and testing all of the concepts and then getting this the, the prototype in somebody's hands and actually trying it out in the wild, which is really where the that's the ultimate test is, does your app work in the wild? Like when you put it out there, it almost certainly won't <laughs> the first time that you put it out there. And you have to, um, I think, this is my opinion, I think that you have to get it out in the wild as quickly as you can because there's a very, very high chance that it's not going to work the first time. And if you spend too much time just trying to fiddle around with it before testing it, then you're wasting time, basically. And so I, that's why I wanted to get an MVP or a prototype built and deployed um, as quickly as possible, as simply as possible, that just did the core features um, so that I could test it in the wild and see if this is something that people are actually going to use or it's just, you know, I'm missing something completely here and it's not really... A viable thing um, and so it seems to me that building this on an iPhone app might simplify a few things uh, number one the camera API is gonna give me a consistent um, end-user experience on iPhone so same dimensionality same uh, camera aperture uh, focal length, these kind of things. They're all very, very similar on iPhone's front-facing cameras. Um, whereas if people are on a web app, there's some people are going to go on their laptops and then laptop 
um, web, uh, webcam API is going to be pretty different to the phone API. And that might be a challenge, a programming challenge to standardize the experience across those two based on what device people are actually using. Uh, it could, yeah, potentially be something that's really difficult to create uh, a standard user experience. So that's one thing that would work a little bit better. Uh, the other thing, or well, maybe one of the downsides is that I have zero, zero, zero experience uh, developing iOS apps. And so there's a longer, maybe larger learning curve there for me to, to get into that. Um, so <laughs> there's always pros and cons, and, and it's really difficult making these decisions, these choices about tech stacks, because they have long-term impl implement uh, implications, and they, have, they all have pros and cons, and it's hard to evaluate the magnitude of the pros and the cons without sort of diving in and giving it a go first. Uh, so that's how I've found up until now is that I don't really know the true evaluation of my decision until I, ha until I have a go at it. Um, yeah, because there's so many variables. I'm also still kind of wondering about Flutter as uh, an alternative to building on the web in JavaScript, as Flutter seems to have a lot of libraries that can do all of the functions that I want it to do. Um, and then providing a single code base for Android, iOS, and web all in one, that could be nice. Also, Flutter's kind of trending. It's pretty hot, hot language right now. Could be good for building my skills, good for getting work. And yeah, Flutter. I'm thinking about Flutter. Outside of that, um, my life is going pretty well. Health is good. Keto is good. Uh, my gym is good. I'm doing my first ever personal trainer session today, uh, which I got as a free session when I signed up to the gym that I'm at. Uh, and I'm doing that with my, with my friend Dylan. We're doing it together, so that'll be fun. And I need to go and pick up a package today from Denpasar as logistics and sending posts at the moment is just so bad um, probably everywhere in the world but especially between Australia and Indonesia there's just no flights at the moment between Australia and, in, and Indonesia so my express post package that my mum sent me as a care package has taken a month to get to me and, and they won't even deliver it to my door so I have to go pick it up um, which is going to take, take a little while. My Bahasa is going pretty strong. I've just restarted my habit in the morning of waking up and reading Harry Potter in Bahasa. And it's only been a few days and already my reading speed has really picked up and my comprehension has picked up dramatically back to where it sort of was last time I had a strong reading habit. Uh, so that's great. That feels really good. And I'm excited to kind of just keep that plodding along and keeping Bahasa fresh and improving as well. So that's day 10. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I'll catch you on the next one.